Here's what's coming up on today's episode. After we recorded with each guest, I would just be on such a high of just feeling like so energized and so excited and just be like, that was so fun. Um, I want to talk to more people. I just want to, this is what I want to do all the time. Um, And I think when you have those feelings and it really gives like that type of energy, like, you know, you're onto something. Welcome to the Crying in the Bathroom podcast with your co-host. I'm Beth Barodi. And I'm Heather McDonald. This is a podcast for women who have experienced the career highs, lows, and everything in between. So let's talk about them together. Join us while we share personal stories of our own, as well as bringing on some amazing guests to share their stories. We'll cover everything from corporate to nonprofit, parents and non-parents, promotions and job hunting, and so much more. Whether you're listening to us on your walk to the grocery store, while you're getting ready for work, or as you sit on the cold bathroom floor. Because let's face it, we've all been there. We're just happy you joined us. Hi everyone, welcome to our last episode of season one of Crying in the Bathroom. Uh, We have just loved being able to go on this journey with you and share all of the episodes in this season. And Heather and I thought that we would just do an episode to share what we've learned and what we've seen um, over the last few months as you've all joined us on this journey. Mm -hmm. It's been so cool chatting with our guests so far. They've all been really incredible women um, that have told some great stories, some really funny, some very vulnerable. Um, And it's just been really cool to chat with people and start to build this little community of people who are interested in talking about life in and outside of work. So it's been really cool. Mm -hmm. Is there anything, Beth, that you have that you feel like jumps out to you the most over the interview, the course of the interviews that we did? Like, is there anything that you learned throughout the the course of the interviews? Yeah, there are definitely a few things and, and some of them that we've chatted about. I think one of the things that I still just love uh, is that every time I share the name crying in the bathroom with <laughs> anyone or share the podcast with anyone, everyone still just gets it. It's just an immediate like hit reaction. People get it. And so I just I love that. And I love that there's like a community that's being built around um, not just the episodes, but also what we're doing on social media and women sharing their stories. Um without needing to be on an episode. It's just been really fun uh, to see that grow because I don't know if we if we saw that happening no. um, the way that it has. And so that's been a really cool surprise that we've got to facilitate a little bit. Um, and I'm just excited to see where it grows and where it continues to go past the season and as we think about next season and and those types of things for how this community just grows and builds. Yeah. uh, Speaking of the reaction to the name, like, I'm curious if you got similar reactions as I did. Like, I found that for the most part, women were like, yes. And then they all started telling me all the stories Mm. that they have. And the, some of the, most of the men I told were kind of chuckled and were like, yeah, that's cute or that's funny. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, and they didn't maybe quite, they weren't yeah. quite there with it. Um, and, yeah. but I think describing what it is that the, the, like the whole concept of it, then they sort of started to understand. But usually yeah. if, if I told a woman, it was just like, yeah, I totally understood exactly what you're talking about. Did you have the same kind of reaction? 
Very much so. And I think one of my favorite things that's happened is now I just get texts from friends or from coworkers who will text me and be like, I'm in the bathroom right now and I'm crying because <laughs> wow. this just happened. While they're in the I'm bathroom. Like, I kind of, while they're like, it's real time. It's like real time, like storytelling. It's that's pretty, awesome. uh, and I, I feel like that's pretty awesome that they have that outlet. But for sure, all of the men that I have talked to and most of the men that I've told, uh, told about this, um, podcast, uh, are ones that I work with and they have given me either kind of like a questioning look or just been like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, like once I explain it, they're like, okay, yeah, we get it. But I think there's still that kind of disconnect for them, which whatever is fine. Um, I think that's part of the humor in it is that they're a yeah. bit oblivious to that side of it. So for sure. Yeah. What about you? What what have been the things that have stood out to you this season and, and with the guests that we've chatted to so far? So there are a couple of major things for me. Um, one, the very first thing that really jumped out to me after we had done a few episodes, I started to realize that most of the people we interviewed, although they were saying something super brilliant or super vulnerable, um, they often at the end of what whatever story they were telling would say, something along the lines of, oh, I'm, I'm sorry I rambled, or oh, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, and that to me was uh, something that really jumped out because it feels like something that like I definitely say a lot, and I'll say it at work too, you know, where I'm not, if I don't have a fully formed idea uh, that I'm presenting, I get a little bit self-conscious about it. And the fact that people, our guests, were saying that after saying something so brilliant and often that it did make complete sense, um, that was just a huge uh, highlight to me that, I don't even know if I should call it a highlight, but it was something that stood out to me that, you know, it is okay to take that space and it is okay Mm. to present ideas that are not fully formed. Um, And often they're being better received than you're anticipating. So it was just a good reminder that it is okay to present things to people, um, even if you don't have all the facts or all the evidence to back up your claims. Like, that's how you have a conversation with somebody. And be okay if somebody wants to prove you wrong um, or debate you on it. Like, it, it is an okay space to be where you're presenting an idea that you, you don't feel fully confident on. And it's interesting that so many people had that shared experience of of making that apology because it just, mm-hmm. again, shows that, you know, as women, we are generally told to not take up that space or to not show up unless you are like 100% confident and ready and, you know, ready to take on the room or whatever it may be. Uh, and so it's, again, continuing to break down that assumption, I guess, or, or right. whatever that is like we don't Uh, we don't have to be fully polished you know it's yes we don't have to be perfect yes yeah we're allowed to also just talk as things are coming to our heads and also like spitball ideas and (laughs) kind of like see where they go right now (laughs) kind of like what we're doing right in this moment yes um yeah for sure i think the other thing that uh we both agreed really stood out to us uh from this season as well is when we asked i think every guest, every guest, or almost every guest, uh, was 
like share your crying in the bathroom story with us, the first thing that people said was, oh my goodness, I have so many stories. Which one do you want? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like, do you want a work one? Do you want a life one? Like I've got many to choose from. Um, And again, it's the shared experience. It's that it's that shared experience of we have all been there. We have uh, all done that. Um, But then how, you know, being surprised by hearing every person saying that still showed me like, oh, it's still not totally normalized, though, that that happens. It's still not uh, expected that you have those emotions at work or that you 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 just do that in private. You don't talk about it type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really interesting for me. What do you think it is about the bathroom? What draws people to the bathroom Mm, to cry? To the bathroom and it's, (laughs) I think just because it's so private, right? Like you can close the door. Um, no one can, no one's going to barge in on you in the bathroom because you'd hope, unless you have you children, hope. <laughs> <laughs> you hope that no one barges in. Yes, and then you just lock and barricade your doors. Um, there's Kleenex it, in there. You can yeah. fix your makeup afterwards. Yeah, there's a to. mirror. There's water. There's like you know, it's just Comfort. a little refuge place. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's like your own bathroom or like a private bathroom. I think shared bathrooms are are maybe a little trickier, but I mean, even Christina shared with us that she has her own stall in the bathroom. So like, (laughs) it works, it works. It's just consistency for going to the same place over and over again. Putting yourself into like a sort of an enclosed space to like feel that comfort around you too. Like I find, like I live alone and if I'm upset about something, I will either <laughs> curl up in a ball in my bed, wrap myself up like a little burrito, or I will go into the bathroom and maybe cry in the shower or sit on the floor. There's something about the cold floor that calms me somehow. Um, and it just feels like a little safe space away from, you know, the, the living room is supposed to be like a fun, enjoyable time where you're like... You have people over and kind of create that space for for positive memories. And then the bathroom is like, this is where I'm going to go and, and have my, my moment. And it will stay in there when I leave almost. Yeah. Yeah. I like to go and sit with like my back against the door just on the oh, ground. Yeah. And then it's just like you're just encapsulated in right. your own little spot for <laughs> however long you need before getting back on with it. 100%. Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention too that I found really interesting from our conversation with Francesca. So she talked a lot about life as a parent and how that impacted work and taking mat leave and all that kind of stuff. At one point, we asked her, or I asked her, <laughs> about the double standard when it comes to parents in the workplace and people who don't have children in the workplace. And I asked that question for the first time to a parent because I had had that conversation with so many colleagues in the past that don't have kids because we often have felt that, you know, the work employers or or whoever, whatever pressures we feel to be in the workplace, you know, working long hours or skipping out on that the date that you have or whatever it is to do work. Um, and we would see our counterparts with kids run home from the office at five o'clock. And it was a point of frustration for many people that I had talked to without kids. So I wanted to bring it up with you and Francesca, both being moms, 
because I had never had that conversation. I had never pointed that out to a parent before that that was a conversation that I've had. And it was interesting to hear both of your perspectives. Um, And for those who haven't listened to the episode, go back and check it out. But the gist of it is, you know, you have a little bit of leeway during the time when your kids are babies and then that goes away. And that was something that um, what it was something that I learned during that conversation and didn't really hadn't really considered the other side of it. So it was really cool to have that conversation and learn, you know, maybe my idea of this double standard is not entirely accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side type things, yeah. I feel like, um, and I think for sure with with kids, the pressure for work doesn't go away. You just have this additional human that needs you or multiple humans. Um, and I think it's really interesting. And one of the things that the conversations that I see happening um, through different social media channels and things like that are women who are coming out and saying, like, I don't want to be a parent. Like, I'm right. choosing not to have children. That's a choice that I'm making for my life, for my for me and my partner, for me, myself, whatever it may be. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that conversation continues, especially when hopefully it becomes more and more normal for women to be able to make that choice and not be expected to have children or be seen as not fulfilling some sort of like womanly duty if you don't have children. Um, and how, and just how that, that conversation progresses. Cause it's, uh, It's a nice little social shift that's happening, I think. Um, Looking into, you know, our second season and getting more guests on and and all of those things, um, is there anything that you think we could we should be incorporating when we look at season two or anything uh, that we could be doing better um, based on what we've learned from this very uh, <laughs> unplanned, just went with the flow, just did it uh, first season. Yes, 100%. We need more men in the conversation. Mm-hmm. We do not need to, I mean, it's really cool to have a space for women to talk and um, share stories, but we also want to hear from men too. Um, it would be cool if some men shared some of their crying in the bathroom stories, even if they look at us and chuckle when we tell them the name of the podcast. Um, surely there has to be some men who have experienced emotions in the workplace. So I'd love to hear some of those stories and also how men are supporting women in the workplace. Because I know for both of us, we've talked about this before, we both had incredible male colleagues who have supported us and pushed us and encouraged us to progress in our careers. And I would like to highlight some of those stories as well, because um, that's an important piece of the puzzle. It's not just Mm -hmm. us women doing it all on our own or complaining to each other about how it's not happening for us, but also how we're encouraging each other and getting that support from our male colleagues as well. What about you? 
Well, I was talking about exactly that yesterday with one of my male colleagues, and he said, are you going to ask men to share their crying in the bathroom story? <laughs> Hell yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, probably. He goes, or you can ask, when's the time you've made someone cry in the bathroom? <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. That could be a, a little twist on, on, the, uh, on the concept. But I, I completely agree, and I think... Uh, like I right now within my role and within my company, I only have men who are supporting me. Um, mm. Like all of my superiors are men. Majority, there's one other female who's like my counterpart um, on the management team, and then it's just men. Uh, so, like there, there are absolutely um, men who are there lifting women up, bringing them forward. Uh, making sure that they are getting the respect that they need, um, and like I'm, I'm living that right now. So I would love to get more male voices and just more. I think we also chatted about we just want to make sure that we we are being really conscious about making sure that our our um, guests there's like diversity within our guests that we have different people from different backgrounds and stories coming on and that we we really steer away from just being predominantly white in, in what our messaging is and who our guests are, uh, and that we really be intentional about uh, sharing voices from everyone. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but it's been fun to see either from guests that we've had on or people who have listened to the podcast, just writing, being like, oh, you have to speak to so-and-so, or, oh, I have this friend and you have to talk to her. Like she's doing this great thing that you have to talk about. And it's, um, there's kind of like a bit of a, a swell, I guess, happening with people wanting to share their story and, and be on, uh, on the podcast. So it's almost like we're a, we're just a, a vessel for them yeah. to be able to share their story. Yeah. I love that. It's, it, it, this was the thing with when we first started talking about doing a podcast and we were trying to figure out what it would be and how it would be formed. Um, when I think of podcasts, sometimes I think about, uh, you know, people who just go on and <laughs> talk for an hour about themselves and their lives <laughs> and there's no real dialogue. And that to me is just like, get off your soapbox. Like I don't, yeah. I don't need to hear you talking for an hour about yourself every week. Um, I can't even, I don't even know if that's true, but that's just the perception in my mind of podcasts, people who like to hear themselves talk. And I was really glad that we landed on doing interviews because you're right, like it, it, it does feel um, a lot better to be having those conversations with other people and having people share their stories. Yeah, yeah. I am excited for for what's ahead and what, like how this will grow. Um, I think every episode as we would listen to it and uh, edit it and go from like, you know, the 60 minutes of recording down to the 20 to 25 minutes of a final, a final episode. Uh, there's just, there was just so many takeaways and every episode I felt like, oh yeah, like this is my favorite episode or, oh, I yeah. love this episode <laughs> or I love talking about this. And uh, at, especially after we recorded with each guest, I would just be on such a high of just feeling like so energized and so excited and just be like, that was so fun. Um, I want to talk to more people. I just want to, this is what I want to do all the time. Um, and I think when you have those feelings and it really gives like that type of energy, like, you know, you're onto something. Um, 
but every episode, like there wasn't an episode this season where I was like, ah, that was okay, <laughs> but whatever. Like every episode um, seemed like it hit home in a different way. I loved that some were hilarious. I love like some of the stories that came out, like you could not, you could just could not make them up. Like no. some of those I was stories gonna are ask, so funny. Like what was one of the funniest ones that jumped out to you? What's one that you still laugh about? Oh my gosh. Like, okay. The two, there's two that I <laughs> laugh at. Um, Francesca and her dog. Like, yeah. Wait, that's a secret. Signal. That hasn't come out yet. Oh, right. <laughs> check um, out, check so out yeah. our secret, super secret, not so secret bonus <laughs> episode in two weeks. Two weeks? I don't know when we're going to yeah. put it out, but it's yeah. coming. Yeah, whoops, whoops. Well, there's a <laughs> really teaser. funny story that's coming out on there. Uh, <laughs> that one. Uh, and then I still... Like, when I think about cat aids, I just I smile all I the time. And I think it's just the way that the story was told and just, like, the whole concept of, like, did we miss something with COVID that this right. other massive thing <laughs> came up that we just ignored? Like, it just makes me laugh every single time. Um that so was the episode are, with Christina, is, if anybody wants yes. to go check it out. Episode it was two. hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. So those stories for sure are are the ones that stand out to me as as being so funny. And I think even in the episodes that we recorded with Leah, like we just laughed. We had such yeah. a good conversation and such serious conversation, but we just laughed so much during them as well. Uh, and it was just such a nice balance. So and we, we never knew where the conversation was really going to go. We kind of right. set it up at the beginning. We asked for a story and then we just went from there um, and kind of let the guests lead a little bit the direction on, on where we went. Um, and I, I loved every conversation and where it ended up. I loved that conversation with Leah. We, we split it into two parts because there were just so many good gems within mm. that discussion. Mm. Um, but she's one of those people that, you know, every time we get together, I, I find myself in tears from laughter. Yes. Like, it's just, yes. I have no clue where it comes from, but every single time. But it's always like a good in-depth conversation and I don't, we just have so many incredible people in our network. It's really yeah. cool. Just, that's, that's the other really cool thing is, you know, as we were trying to figure out who we were going to invite for the first season and you now as we're thinking about season two, um, we have a long, long list of people we can talk to. And that mm-hmm. to me is just so cool because we have a lot of interesting people in our lives. That's what makes yeah. life fun. Yeah. And I think seeing people who come up on, uh, who have started following us on social media or who have shared um, some of the spotlights, which if you haven't been following us on Instagram, you can at Crying in the Bathroom podcast. And we've highlighted women over the last couple months um, with short kind of uh, snippets and stories uh, for their moments. And even some of those women, like getting to know them and, you know, reaching out to them and uh, getting some of their background, it's, you just you just have so much appreciation um, for what we as women go through, what we're handling, what we're trying to change, what like all of our ambitions and dreams and all of that. It's just so fun to see in real life and mm-hmm. just continue to have that network expand. 
Is there anything um, or anyone, I guess, that you feel like you've met as a result of this or, or somebody's, are there, maybe not say specifically, but are there any um, stories that you want to explore further or has this, this online community prompted new ideas for you? Yeah, I think from some of the spotlights, there's certainly some stories that I want to get into more. There, um, There's one spotlight where uh, the fun fact that we asked, she said that she was writing a novel. Um, and then I, I wrote this woman afterwards just asking what, what the novel was about. And it's about um, the experience of uh, uh, a Tamil woman um, coming to Canada and like that experience of, of immigrating and like that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's amazing. And this woman is not a, a writer by, by, by trade or that's not her job or things like that. But it's just seeing those hobbies that come out. Another one of the spotlights um, that went up was one of the fun facts was that uh, the woman learned how to DJ in her thirties. It's like, she's now <laughs> DJing and doing that. And it's like, again, she's a PhD student, but she has this hobby. And so it's just like, Getting when I get to see those things come through before we actually put the spotlight up, and then being able to kind of do follow up questions with some of those people is just really fun because you just get to see the kind of that full, the full dynamic of someone, not just what their job is, not just if they're a parent or not. Like we get to just see a little bit more color to that person, which is um, great. Right. It's we're all so much deeper than our social media <laughs> profiles. Yes, yes, yes. There's so much. Or, or we're so much deeper. We're so much deeper than just what do you do for a living? And do you have kids? Right? Which right. are just the kind of get to know you questions. Um, and we generally stop at that. And so it's good to be able to dig a little bit deeper. So the next time you're at a party, you're going to ask a fun fact. About... <laughs> I, I hate fun facts during networking <laughs> events. It's so I know, awkward. I know. I, and it's like so hard to come up with one. And I can't tell you how many times I've done a fun fact at a networking event. And I still draw a blank every single time. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I say it, it leaves my brain. It's like, I yeah. just need to store these because I know it's going to come up when I least expected. It's one of those panic moments, right? When you hear, oh, right, everyone's going to share a fun fact about themselves. No one else knows. And you just see like panic come over everyone's face in the room. It's the pressure. It's like, "Uh." what is fun about me? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What will other people think is fun? And then nobody hears what other people's answers are because we're all thinking about what our own answer is going to be. Yeah. And then how stupid it was after we said it. And then, you, and then after you've shared a fun fact, then like two people later, you're like, oh, that's my fun fact. And right. you actually have something like pop in your head. Right. And you don't want to be that person to be like, excuse me, Can I, change I would like to give another fun fact about myself. I'm so. just so fun. <laughs> so fun. I have I so have many fun, fun facts, facts about myself. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Fun facts. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Crying in the Bathroom. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at Crying in the Bathroom Podcast. Thanks again for joining. 